Welcome to The Real Shady Shrinks. Before we jump into the episode, we want to remind you this podcast is just for entertainment purposes. We are not diagnosing or attempting to treat or cure any mental illness. If you're experiencing a mental health emergency, dial 911 or go to your nearest emergency department or crisis center. We hope you enjoy. Good morning to you, my buffalo. <laughs> well, no, it's is what bugle bugle wolf. A bugle wolf. Oh damn it! I I was all excited. I had it wrong for like. Bugle. I had that plan for a while. Bugle wolf. Bugle wolf. Wolf a wolf a. Was it bugle wolf? It's bugle wolf. It's definitely a V. It's definitely a V. <laughs> yeah. When she said that, I was like, "Is that an English word?" <laughs> Similar to how I felt when Teresa said, "How many eighty euros in English?" <gasps> that was bad. That was bad, Matt. What is 80 euros in English? Yeah. <laughs> that is English. Oh, goodness me. 80 euros in English. But that's well, our Jersey ladies for you. But that's... hello and good morning to everybody. Good morning, good evening, good night to all of you people out there listening. Uh, well, to our people in Germany. Yeah. It is. It's, 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 I think English it's afternoon. Too. Yes, I think it's yeah. afternoon for them. Right. They're getting ready for bedtime soon. Um, yeah, how how's your week been? This week has been long. Mm-hmm. I'm very much ready for today to be over and to enter Friday. I've got some really fun plans tomorrow with actually a few of our listeners. So um, I'm going to have fun. some dinner things. Um, Where are so you going? Anywhere I fun? Gonna, I think we're just going to hang out here. We're just going to like cook something here and kind of do something low key. But um, cute. Yeah, we going to say this um, in an effort to be a little bit shady. So one of the person's birthdays actually today. So happy birthday to that person. Try happy birthday. Yeah. Happy birthday. Um, but she wants to celebrate all of our birthdays tomorrow. Sorry, we're celebrating her birthday tomorrow. My birthday was in March. The other person that's coming's birthday is like, it's just, it's not. No, no, yes. no. I'm yeah. sorry, friend, but we're, <laughs> you, you are in the spotlight, my dear. You are, you are in the spotlight, my dear. So anyway, but that's the, that's the game plan. How are you doing? Though? Good. I'm good. But as I mentioned earlier, before we started recording, my back just really tightened up on me. I don't know. I literally was just sitting. I was sitting. I had, I'd gotten out of bed. I bent down to give my dog a hug and a kiss. Good morning. And then I went downstairs and heated up a day old pot of coffee (laughs) and, you know, then came up here and I sat down and I'm just, you know, it was just kind of moving. And I was like, oh, oh. And I took a breath, which you don't resonate with, but my, my listeners probably the ones overseas too, might resonate with this. Sometimes when you take a deep breath, like you feel it in your back and like, it just felt difficult to take, like my back was hurting Mm -hmm. and I started moving. So then I got up and kind of rubbed my back against like, you know, the door, um, the edge of the door. Oh my God. Okay. Listeners, listeners, listeners. I cannot tell you the amount of times (laughs) that I have seen Lucy, while we were studying in grad school, do the bear scratch on a tree to every door frame that we've <laughs> ever been to. So I completely, I know this is very well. This is great. I just, I, I mean, I have 
I have ter a terribly tight back muscles. Like I go get my nails done and when you're drying, they give you a nice back massage. And then I, I usually get like an extra like 10 or 15 minutes because my girl Stephanie knows how to fucking get in my back. I mean, just, just those 10 minutes shoulder and, and back massage. And she always says to me, like, you need help. You need a, you need to, you need like a serious, like massage therapist. There's, we need a specialist. We need to bring in the, the big guns. Yeah. Like it's bad. So anyway, so I'm sitting with a, a, a funky back right now, but okay. whatever. Well, I'm sorry that your, your back is becoming a boogaloo, a booga, booga, booga wolf. I don't know what the hell it is. Booga wolf. Booga wolf. Booga wolf. Oh, too funny. Well, listen, before we get into this. Yeah, enough about my back. Enough about your back. We, I'm so sick of hearing about you, Lucy. Oh my God. It's God, awesome. I know. It's whatever. Oh, God. Um, we, we have to talk about our fear piece because we've been kicking the can down the road. Which yes. Honestly, it's sort of ironic because that's what fear makes us do is we sort of kick it, kick the can down the road. Yeah, until, yeah, let's just keep pushing it off until we have right. to come face to face with it. And here we are. Here we are. Here we are. So, okay. Yeah. Well, have... I'm going to, I'm going to kick us off with our definition oh, as, please. as one does, but today I'm actually going to our Bible, the diagnostic and statistical manual of mental disorders. Oh yes. Fifth edition. Mm -hmm. the, D <laughs> the DSM um, is what we use to diagnose folks. Um, so it's a big old book, lots of pages. It's a tome. It is lots of pages. And I think we're on this. We technically are on the sixth edition right now, right? Or is it DSM-5 text revised? I don't think. Yeah, I think we're at that. I don't know if we're at the full six yet. I don't. Yeah. But I did see one of our friends from grad school got like whatever newest version is out. And it's this beautiful, like blue, like light kind of turquoisey, like blue cover. It looks like it's got a little sheen to it. And I think it's hardback. And I'm like, ooh. <laughs> I want that. <laughs> Give me some of those. Give me some of that. I don't read the books. They just make me look smart. <laughs> um, okay. So opening up our, our, our book. So we're going to differentiate between fear and anxiety. Mm -hmm. All right. Fear is the emotional response to real or perceived imminent threat. Whereas anxiety is anticipation of future threat. Okay. And these two states of being can often overlap, but there is a difference. Mm -hmm. um, and it, the book says fear is often more associated with surges of autonomic arousal necessary for fight or flight. Mm -hmm. um, thoughts of immediate danger and escape behaviors and anxiety is more often associated with muscle tension and vigilance in preparation for future danger um, and cautious or avoidant behaviors. Right. So essentially to me, to kind of summarize this stuff too, fear is usually more of a short term thing. Like it's sort of, whereas anxiety can kind of persist even mm -hmm. after the feared thing isn't actually present anymore. Exactly. Um, so I can definitely, definitely see that things too. I mean, I think, you know, I mean, let's face it like fear and to me, anxiety is is sort of a emotional immune response in overdrive right mm -hmm. so like 
for example, like if we think about things evolutionarily or whatever, things like fear, things like disgust that you talked about months ago, you know, mm -hmm. everything like that. Those <laughs> things are there to keep us safe. Like, yes. I know this thing is scary because it hurt me last time, you know? Mm -hmm. um, but I think when we live in the society that we live in now, we aren't necessarily running into bears or no. snakes as often or anything along those lines. So you don't have these sort of corrupt fear things. Once the bear is gone, you can relax. Now we have deadlines and bosses and and um, and, partners, and partners and children and children and housewives and and other things <laughs> that that keep that stress response just constantly going um, yeah. and it's hard to sort of give up that that piece and stuff too yeah. does that make sense yes no absolutely and yeah fear and anxiety as you said are evolutionary and they they, they are important because if you to them a little if, bit, yeah. If you weren't a, got feet afraid of the bear running, you know, fifty miles per hour towards you, you would be eaten <laughs> alive. Right, right, right. You know, like, but the problem is when we can't differentiate between a real potential threat and a really not so real something that's more uh vaporous as it were you know yeah yeah i'm curious um, for you um i i feel like anxiety has become a bit of a catch-all oh, in agreed. some ways when like people you know that come in for therapy like oh, i have really bad anxiety and then you sit down with them and it it's they're not presenting with those classic signs of anxiety, which our Bible just read to us. It's usually like there's a lot of muscle tension and like um, anticipatory stuff. Right. Um, very physical as well as mental, very, very physical. Yeah, yeah, very physical. And people are just not endorsing that. And I, you know, I tend to like double check any muscle tension, shortness of breath, um, shaking, all that. And no, no, like. Okay, so what are we dealing with? Um, I feel like people like like have heard anxiety so much, and they just sure. like grab onto it. Sure. No, and I, I, I mean, I think that's face it too. Um, I think a lot of psych terms have gotten kind of the the BuzzFeed over for a while. I don't know, BuzzFeed is not the right word, but just like gotten into TikTok. the buzz. Yeah, TikTok, TikTok, right? BuzzFeed uh, too. I'll give, yeah. I'll give you a BuzzFeed. Yeah. yeah. I appreciate that. Thank you. Um, <laughs> appreciate the gift. And, um, but I, but I do think, you know, we can still be nervous and have mm -hmm. it not necessarily be anxious, right? We can still be sad and have it not necessarily be depression. Mm -hmm. We can still be moody and not be bipolar. Like, you know, but right. I think, <laughs> but I think, and, and again, I recognize it because I know when we took our first like abnormal psych class back in the day and we looked through the big book, as, as you're referring to for the first time, kind of walking through it being like, oh God, I have this, I have that, I have this, I have that. Like, you know, and because mm -hmm. that's what you do is you grab on to the little bits that you know. But I think the hard part with is that people always forget the last part of all the acronyms that we have, the disorder. Right. And like, we all get nervous. We all get sad. We all get moody. 
but does it impact your ability to sort of be a successful human being? Exactly. Um, and and I don't know if that always happens in every case that we use the word anxiety and so on and so forth. But yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. I I totally agree. Wow. That's gonna be a first for today, I have a feeling. Oh yeah, because I already I'm already you should see my notes for New Jersey. Speaking of, you should be afraid. <laughs> so I actually did not take notes because I watched it on the treadmill, but I do, there is one part that I will agree with you on Thank you. in general. Thank you. Thank you. Um, before we transition, because I feel yes. like we just did. Yeah, no, um, no, no. I, I think, is there anything else you want to touch on with anxiety? I mean, I think, I think the thing to sort of recognize is that the analogy I use a lot with fear and anxiety and nervousness mm -hmm. is a very childhood thing that I think we all can relate to mm -hmm. um, in some way. There are some things in life that like we are just that little kid that knows there's something creepy in our closet, right? Like, mm -hmm. it, and there's no parent, no lawyer, no Supreme Court justice that's going to tell us anything else until somebody goes in that closet and turns the light on. And then we yep. can see for facts that like, okay, it's just a shirt. It's just a shoe. It's just a whatever. Um, but I think that's a feeling that we all still have. We just don't use that anymore because we're, we're grown and therefore we're not as afraid of the things in our closet, but we're afraid of our bosses. <laughs> we're afraid of our, of different things and so on and so forth. And so sometimes we have to just be our own person and turn the light on and kind of face our things to make it go away. Does that make sense? Yes. Yes, absolutely. And that little vignette, mm -hmm. I, I just, I, it really brought me back to being like, probably a little too old, but like a 10 year old. Mm -hmm. Um, and like being like, there's something under the bed. Yes. Or the bed. That's right under yeah. the bed or in the closet. And I, for many years would like to have like the closet or the bathroom light on. Sure. Um, cause I couldn't do full dark. Mm -hmm. Now I can. Now I can. Good for you. Because I have, because I have a 65 pound dog in my room with me. Yes, so that'll, that will do it. Except that's face it. I love your dog, but he ain't, he ain't a guard dog. <laughs> <laughs> no, he would go up to someone like uh, an intruder hey. and just be like, Hey, what's up? Well, let me tell you, it's a funny aside as a child. And I know I just painted this wonderful image of this cliche closet and bed and all that stuff. But one of the scariest moments for me as a child was that moment when you're at the grocery store line with your mom and the person is in front of you is moving further down the line. You start putting your groceries on the belt and she says, hang on, I'll be right back. I'm going to get something else. And you're left in the line. You have no money. You have no idea what to do. Yes. The protocol has gone out the window and this woman is beep, beep, beep. And she's moving really fast and your heart's racing. That is a moment that always has hit me in a level that I will never understand. Matthew, I still get that way when I go food shopping with my husband because he'll get out of line and be like, oh shit, I got to go grab something. And I'm like, motherfucker, the person in front of us is, is packing up and ready to go. Right, right. And, and I know his sweet, slow ass is going to like, you know, just take his time and he's going to say, oh, I like this, this, this sauce is a little better than this sauce. Yes, I still get that fear. 
what am I supposed to do? Because I didn't bring my wallet in. Mm. I didn't bring my wallet. Mm -hmm. He did. His wallet's on him and we got to pay. I I would like to say to everybody, what you're witnessing here are also the two very normal responses to anxiety. Yeah. One is fear and sadness. And the other one is anger and irritability. (laughs) (laughs) Move your ass. Let's go. The grocery store gives me anxiety. That's why I don't go anymore. He likes to do it on his own. Oh, and he like, seriously, it's great. It's been wonderful. Oh, good. Sundays. He's like, all right, I'm going food shopping. Like, hallelujah. I'm sitting my ass on the couch. Goodbye. Right. Right. Have, have fun. Have at it. Bye. Bye. I hate the grocery store. That's funny. Oh gosh. Well, since we've lost the plot, should we get into our lovely ladies? Oh gosh. Yes, yes, yes. Where do we want to start? I mean, I feel like we kind of kicked off with Jersey. So why don't we just stick with that? Let's stick with Jers. Jers. I guess first things first. What do you think of the rat comment? I'm curious if this is like not an Italian and stuff like that. Like what that. Okay. Okay. The rat. If I understand correctly and for listeners who really know this term quite well, live it, breathe it, whatever, please, you know, let us know. But I think Danielle, my understanding of a rat is that someone that goes and blabs. Snitch. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's a snitch. Um, Rachel did in fact do that. Mm-hmm. She went and did it. Mm-hmm. Was it malicious? No. And by the way, if we're going to use that term, like a, a rat, we're going to use that definition. Every housewife is a rat. Yes. I mean, okay. Atlanta we calls all... the bone collectors. Like, you know, oh like it's like we, we've, depending on where you are, there's a different. Yeah. Theme. You're just, you're, you're, you're hearing something from someone and then you're going behind their back and telling that person like it's it's not do I think a rat is a little bit like it's a little um intense Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it's a little intense for this situation yeah but she's not wrong in really what what is the basic definition Mm. um I mean they're all like (gasps) a rat it's like oh my god Guys, we, you are not in 1975 New York City Mafia. I'm sorry. It's just, just like it's, you're in North Jersey suburbia. Relax. And we're talking about talking. We're just talking. This is a relational aggression. No one's going to come in with a fucking gun and pop off. Like it just, uh, it's just like a little too much for me. Okay. Okay. I, First of all, I hope you're okay with that heavy breath that you just did on your back and stuff too, because I got nervous. Oh yeah, you. my back, my back. Yeah, I forgot <laughs> yeah. about it. Yeah. Um, what I, I mean, again, I, I, I agree with you on like this objectively. Like everyone at one point or another, depending on the franchise we're watching, has done snitch-like behavior, and therefore is this. But I think, given. I mean, honestly, given this thing we're talking about, like, no, we're not in 1975 anymore, but we just talked about how we still get nervous at the grocery store because of things that we were younger. <laughs> um, so it's I true. can appreciate that that comment is just sort of like, I, I, I can feel the, 
very childhood level. Like when somebody says something in a classroom and everybody goes, like, like, you know, Mm -hmm, like, it's mm -hmm, just, mm -hmm. it's just like that level of energy. Um, I think it it was more pointed and more fighting words than it needed to be, you know? Um, But again, I, I think the one thing I appreciated is this was the time where I felt like similar to what we talked about last week, where like Margaret and Danielle and um, Rachel in their confessionals were more angry than they were in the show. This time I felt like, okay, now we're actually all mad at each other and I can get it. Like I'm kind of up to speed, uh, but it, it yeah. felt a little, a little hokey overall. Yeah. It's, I think it's ridiculous because, and I don't know why Rachel isn't like owning the fact that, yeah, she did run and go tell Margaret. Mm-hmm. And I, and I get like, and I see Danielle's point, like, you know, they're just, they're doing what housewives are supposed to do and it's talk shit, but then Rachel's doing what a housewife's supposed to do, going and telling the person. Mm-hmm. So like, yeah. So it's all par for the course, but it's just like, it's, it doesn't, it's, it's dumb. This is dumb. This is a I, dumb storyline. I don't need it to be a spot of the reunion. I think that's how I feel about it. Like yeah, I, I, yeah, and I I can see it being like a pretty significant package, and that's gonna bother me. You know what I mean? Like it happened. I'm sort of okay it happened, but I don't need to hear about it anymore. And I feel like it's there might be a little lingeringness to it. You know? Yeah, like let it go. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought the bar scene, mm-hmm. the pub scene was so much fun. Oh my god! So like great. the episode started off really fun. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Jackie Goldschneider really shocked me, her downing that Guinness. Listen, I, I mean, I know Jackie's had a up and down season for you. I, I still, I think Jackie's great. I like want her back full time, really, really bad, but we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and Jen Fessler too. Jen, like. Jen Fessler is, she's just, I love her. Yep. I, 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 I think she's, she is, she like the Miami friends of, she's, perfect in this role to me she's she actually reminds me more of like a kathy hilton like she's not really a dramatic player yet like like early seasons with kathy hilton but she like brings those like who is hunky dory you know kind of comments in (laughs) and just sort of like keeps keeps it fresh and keeps it lively like i i think she's really good she's she is thriving in this role agreed Agreed. I think she's really thriving. Um, yeah. so she's a lot of fun. Um, yeah, it was just a ton of fun to watch. It was I I had fun and then um then it went to shit. The fun yeah. went to shit. Yeah. I I mean I think really the biggest thing, because we kind of touched on the bug of wolf crap, oh, which God, was so stupid so to me. Dumb. Um but again, I think it gives Margaret and everyone's confessionals a lot of, oh no, I think it was Jen Fessler actually at the end that was just sort of like, what can I call her? Like, you know, like, <laughs> like, like, oh, like, oh, a booger wolf. Yes. Oh, like, yeah, like, you know, like, this is it. I'll, I'll sit on this for months and finally, like. Um, yeah, she, just totally. So oh, yeah. Um, I guess we should get to the, what did you think of? the Teresa, Antonina, you know, all that stuff. Melissa, everything. Yeah. Um, Antonia. 
What did I say, Antonina? Yeah, my bad. Yeah, who is Antonina? She's she's a bull of wolf or bull of bull of whatever uh, I call her. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So I thought it was totally inappropriate for Teresa to even mention the child's name. Interesting. Okay, yes, I didn't this expect is, you to have this that is, reaction. Yeah, this was where. My, and my guess, and do I think it was calculated? No, I no. think she was, she just was like, oh, because they didn't go to each other's birthday parties. Like, no, just stop. It was shady as all hell for Rachel Fuda to ask that question. And it like, if kids are truly off limits, don't even pose that question. Interesting. Okay. I agree with you that the Fuda thing was off, was, was a, was a rough move, but similarly i don't think rachel's doing it maliciously in the same way like i i don't know if she knows what she's doing do you do you feel like there's an intentionality to it or no i think she knew what she was doing in the sense that it was going to rile those two ladies up yes um was she yeah so i think there was intentionality okay okay fair enough i so i agree with you to a point um I think Melissa jumped the gun. Whoa, we are totally <laughs> flip-flopping. Well, hang on. Let me, let me, let me, okay, let me, okay, let me, okay, let me okay, finish. Okay. Um, I, I think it started off similar with, like you said, Teresa, I don't think it was a maliciously comment. I think it was, honestly, it, it was just as pre-planned as Teresa saying like more than 20 minutes earlier, how many, 80, how much is 80 euros in English? Like it's not thought out. It's not. No examined no. it's just said um and i think melissa popped in a little defensively right out the gate um without necessarily there being a full-on reason to yet okay. i think the reason became clear as it went on and then i think i think melissa had a really good kind of comeback with like you be that aunt i'm not going to be that aunt um and things like that so ultimately, I still stand more so with Melissa in this situation. Yeah. But I do recognize there is some hypocrisy here because Melissa has talked about Teresa's children on her podcast with Joe. Um, oh, she talked about the kids? Yeah. This was a few months ago, I think now. Um, so. Oh. So it's a little give and take. Um, oh, that's bad. What did she say about the children? I don't remember all the details. It was months ago. It was just sort of, essentially, she was like disagreeing with like Gia and everybody saying like, we were there for you. Like, and you, it's, it hurts right, us right. that you're not acknowledging our role and yada, 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 things like that. Got uh, it. But yeah, I, I don't know. I, I also, potentially unpopular opinion here, but. Don't get canceled. What? Don't get canceled. Listen, I, I said what I said about Phaedra and Candy last week. It's too late for me now. Um, <laughs> I, I I can't stand Gia. I can't. Whoa. <laughs> I can't. I can't. I didn't, I did not see where this was going. I can't. I think, I think she is a housewife in training. I think her mom has trained her well. Um, which Gia rubs me the wrong way every chance I get. Um. I think there is something to say about, and again, every young person and stuff too, and, and, and even us, I mean, we're younger, but whatever. Like Gia strikes me very much as that like young person that hasn't lived really that much of a life, but knows everything. Mm. And that just, 
oh, that always grinds my gears. Um, So I don't, because I know they got into some packages about Gia and her brother or her uncle from last season and and things like that. And and like, don't call me disrespectful or don't call my daughter disrespectful. I'm like, no, he said she was behaving disrespectfully, which she was. (laughs) Like, you know, Mm, to behave one way does not make a person something. Yeah, because I've, I can't really say one way or another how I feel about her, but she is iconic in that. Oh, agreed. She wrote that fabulous song when she was like 10 years old about her family not getting along. Mm -hmm. And she's an icon for that. Mm -hmm. I mean, that song is crazy. Oh, yeah. But I think, but again, we've seen Gia grow up, you know, and, and I think that's wild, like, you know, in some ways um, to have. I just, I, older Gia to me feels like Teresa Mark too. Mm. And as we know, Teresa is no longer one of my favorites. Um, mm. So by transitive property, you know, I don't, I don't. She doesn't click with me. Doesn't yeah. With okay. Me. Okay. Okay. I have no, I, again, like I said, I, I am not, I I'm not no agreeing notes. or just I, I, no notes, <laughs> no notes, no notes. Um, yeah, but it, it, these women, they gotta, it's like, and they, they ruined the rest of the episode for me. Cause it kind of just spun on that. You mean, or what do you yeah. think? Yeah. Yeah. I was just like, guys we started this on such a fun note obviously you need a little shade thrown in but like can can someone else you know take it on like I don't know like get Dolores and like fucking Jackie involved in something or or I mean Jen Fessler I mean like I'm just I'm I'm the whole Jennifer Aiden and against the world it's like all right this is this is like annoying like this is this is not good like it's not fun to see one wife literally against everyone which I feel like Jen is minus Teresa and Danielle but like they're not necessarily stepping in all the time for her I agree all the time they have so it's like this, this is boring and then again, the Melissa and Teresa thing. I mean, I think this is going to be the theme of the season for us. It's like, ugh, all right, move it along. Yeah. Well, I, I I guess too, and again, I'm sure we'll see this expand in future weeks, but I guess I, what I wrote down is like, so who really has an arsenal if Teresa and Jen know this thing about Melissa? And therefore kind of know it about Margaret because Margaret's, you know what I mean? Like they, yeah, it just, it's, I, I, I think I'm just seeing this honestly similar to like what's happening or what happened with like pump rules. Like I'm not a mistress. Cause I did that already. Like, you know, you're a mistress because you're doing it now. You know, it, it's just like the hypocrisy of it all is annoying. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, but I don't know. I mean, I, I think, you know, the fact that Margaret hasn't shared it to me, that doesn't lead, like I have an arsenal of things to me that leads. 
I'm loyal to Melissa and I'm not going to be the one to pop this bubble, but you know, which, yeah. I mean, and again, Arsenal, everyone's got an arsenal. Every housewife has an arsenal. W weren't we talking about um, Potomac with like um, Giselle? No, or was it? No. Who was it? Was it Sharice? Sharice was the one that was supposed to have all this Oh, Sharice. Char yeah, Sharice has everything. But then they all know these other things, you know, the grand dame obviously mm -hmm. know shit about Robin. And like, it's like, oh, guys, mm -hmm. it's not Arsenal is just it's it, inflammatory. It's, mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm I'm over it. And you know, I was talking with a friend the other night. We were sitting down to watch Pump Rules. And I said, you know, are you, what are you thinking this season? She's like, honestly, I'm bored. I'm bored. She said that. Well, I think the hard part that's probably going to happen with Pump Rules, because I think it's already happening for me, too, is that... She's bored of New Jersey, not Pump Rules. Sorry. Oh, oh okay, okay. Well, you said you were watching... Pump oh, Rules. sorry, sorry. Yeah. She was... I was sitting... I was about... what I was sitting down with her as we were watching Pump Rules, talking about New Jersey, and she said she's bored with New Jersey. That's what I'm saying. Okay. And I, I don't disagree. Yeah, I am not bored with Pump Rules. Please, let the record reflect. I am not bored with Pump Rules. Mm -hmm. I am very invested. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Are you bored? Okay, we'll get into it, but let's keep to New Jersey. Well, we probably don't have time to get into it, so we'll have to, I mean, we can pick it up next week. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I, 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 I'm not bored with New Jersey yet. I just, I think, I think the hard part is that these shows have been on for too long. We keep looking for something fresh and something new. Mm -hmm. You can only fight about the same things <clears throat> so many ways. Right. Mm -hmm. um, like we keep expecting people to like skin a cat a new way. Right. And honestly, the most exciting, I think, I think this is, I think this will be true for you. The mirror, mirror thing for Miami was like the most like novel thing we've seen in the housewife's universe in a long time. Like, yes, that was huge. You know, like we were, we've, we've seen shamans, we've seen healers come in and we've seen it all go to shit, right? We've seen people talk about, I, I heard you kiss so-and-so, I heard you're cheating on so-and-so, and we've seen it all go to shit. We've seen Melissa and Joe and, 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 and Teresa go back and forth and we've seen it all go to shit. Like we've been here before. Yeah. Like, I, I need something different mm -hmm. in a big way. And I don't know if we're going to get that. I don't know. Yeah, to be determined for sure. Yeah. Let's let's transition to our final episode of Ultimate Girls Trip. Please. Yes. I first thing I wrote down was when Giselle brought the bottle up in like the first five minutes, I was ready to speak of New Jersey. I was ready to flip a table. I was done. Oh my God. I this it's ridiculous. What a waste of storyline. What court is in session, ja, Jen Shaw style? I know that tacky. was tacky. That was tacky. Um, I I will say though, and we'll get to the end. The ending. Oh, the whole I, I was literally gonna say. I was literally gonna say the same thing. That is the greatest way to end the season. On like, so do we know who stole it? Was it Heather? I, I excuse me. I think to me, it felt like it was a coup, and all of them did it. <laughs> like, and they all just were like, I won't back up. 
we'll all just play dumb and not back each other up and like just you know um but I think it was I think what I can see happening is Candace and Leah had the idea mm-hmm. to take it Heather and Whitney hit it <laughs> like you know and and just kind of kept Candace I think them. that was hysterical to me I thought that was, that was the, the best way to end the season mm-hmm. agreed agreed so good but Jesus, Giselle, just fucking move on. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, yeah. The other thing that I wrote down is I think Candace and Leah's friendship is really sweet. I do too. That, that was a bright light for me. That was a really bright light for me. Yeah. It was like, okay, like there are some genuine friendships that will be made. Mm-hmm through this through this show and I think they're one of them Giselle and Portia obviously mm-hmm. but like is that a sweet friendship no I don't, I don't think so I would not call I would not say sweet no no um, it's, um Gretchen Wieners and um whatchamacallit what, who's who's the main mean girl oh my god Regina like, George oh, oh my Jesus Christ. god Matt <clears throat> I, I'm a bugger wolf I have to own that one you are a bugger wolf <laughs> How do you forget Regina George? It's early. I've got a headache. Give me a goddamn break. Lucy. She is an icon. <laughs> she is an icon. I have Rachel <laughs> McAdams in my head and I was like, that's the real person. That's the real person. <laughs> yeah. She's an icon too. Sure, sure. Um, I do, I do want to talk about Heather and Whitney for a hot minute. Okay. I feel in the scene with Heather and Whitney, as they're dressed in those beautiful tie dresses, which I want to be dressed by a That's tie designer. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, I want those dresses and I want someone to like put me in them. Um, I feel that Heather isn't ready to let go of the drama with Whitney. Yeah, I noticed that. I noticed that too. I can't remember the phrasing that she used, but. I want to be ready to let go. Yes, that's what it was. That's what Or it was. something like that. But I also remember feeling like Whitney apologized and it, it just like there was a natural part of me that was like, okay, Heather, your turn. And and that didn't happen. And I'm mm-hmm. sort of like, uh-oh, <laughs> like, you know, uh-oh. Right. Uh, she used the interesting language and then the whole scene with the, the oh, the angel wing, which is like, mm-hmm. just like the feather, like highlighting some hope. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It just... I, it just didn't seem convincing that that bad weather is going to come back Mm -hmm. and it's sad. I, like I said, I don't, I don't think we're, I don't think we're done. I don't, I I think there's always going to be elements of it. I just right now, I mean, this is a, this is a psychology principle and stuff too. It's the principle of triangles, like two people getting closer at the expense of a third right now. I think Whitney and Lisa are getting closer at the expense of Heather, mm-hmm. but like, you know, and, but I think we just need to reorient those triangles around. And I think we'll have to see how the season goes um, mm-hmm. with just, because I think it will depend on how the alliances all shift. If Heather and Whitney sort of have to re regroup, to yeah. sort of take down Lisa yeah. and Meredith, whoever is next, you know. It was a lovely moment to see as and you know them hugging in the rain or jumping in the pool like from the last episode or whenever that was and i'm not convinced yeah that's that's fair that's fair so. i guess 
quickly too, what did you think of the, I think it was the lunch with Candace and Giselle? Because this felt like when they were talking about essentially what happened on their season and how, yeah. you know, and everything along those lines with the Chris Bassett stuff and things like that. I mean, it, it, we, I, I kind of was watching it and thinking like, this isn't going anywhere. Like we've seen this, like, what are we doing? Just, uh, it just didn't shock me. Okay. Um, what did you think? Well, I thought, I guess I could see what they were both trying to do, but I don't. So Giselle was sort of saying like, cause, cause Candace was essentially kind of going meta and saying, I have watched you for years. Mm -hmm. take a season and pick a girl and take them down mm -hmm. like you know and and I've been waiting for the time where you chose me and you finally did and essentially you picked the wrong horse like you know mm -hmm. um and I could see Giselle sort of being like stay focused on us like don't bring the rest of it in you know or whatever mm -hmm. which I think to help heal is a valid response like we mm -hmm. need to talk about us but to sort of the court of Giselle Bryant, you know, kind of mm -hmm. example. Like I've always been baffled by in court cases and things where like the jury sitting there and a lawyer says something and essentially it's instructed like ignore that, redact that from the record. You can't ignore it once it's already no. out there. Mm -mm. Um, no. Like, you know, and so Candace isn't wrong that she's seen this pattern from Giselle and that's already going to cause some distress because you've watched her do it you, you know mm -hmm. you you and whatever I, I guess I kind of felt back and forth on that stuff too but yeah yeah I I I don't know I was just like ugh, I was over it mm -hmm. um before we go I do want to touch on Alexia and Marisol and I was gonna go there next so perfect mm -hmm. yeah so first of all they get into it um the fact that Alexia was mad at Marisol because of Nicole's engagement party. Like, thought that was way off base. And then saying her brain is fried. Yeah. That was rough. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I, I think Alexia, Alexia ought to bring a kind of full circle. Alexia sort of, and I know we talked about this in terms of physical appearance, but Alexia mm -hmm. kind of reminds me of Teresa sometimes. Yes, yes. It, yes. Like I say things because I feel them, but I don't really, I'm not really paying attention to like what I'm saying in the moment. Um, and I think that's how you get yourself in trouble where you say some things that are like really rough. <laughs> yeah, like she needs to like step back and be like, wait a second, what am I about to say? Yeah. Yeah, I totally agree. And I was kind of shocked that Marisol, she kind of just took that. Yeah, she didn't really push that part as much, which, yeah, I don't know. Well, what did you think of the Alexia Whitney? Oh, that Marisol was my next thing. Um, that I thought was more. That was cringy as fuck. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. I, I, Alexa. I can, I think it's a, it's, it's an interesting, it's an interesting, not valid. It's an interesting point of inquiry mm -hmm. to ask someone like, you know, you have kids and this is how you're behaving. Like, ha has there been consequence? Like, what, what are your thoughts? Whatever. I think Alexia 
started that conversation in a pretty judgy way. I think she, See, I disagree, but yeah, uh-huh, uh-huh. I, I thought, and I think she, it sounded like she was coming out of point of shade and then Marisol then jumping in and that was bad. Yeah. No, I, I bad. think, yeah, I, I, I thought Alexia was trying to bridge a gap, but that's face it. You can't talk about those things without, you have to be very ginger with it. Like, you know, mm. like there's, but I think there is, I think there is a way of having that conversation. I just, I think it's tough because one, again, we said it last week, we said it before, these women are paid to be defensive. So they're going to look for any possible thing. Yeah. Um, and so I think, I do think Alexi was trying to be sort of like, look, this isn't what I would do. Like, can you help me understand how that works? Like, you know, in some way for you and your family. Um, I think Marisol slammed, slammed, she, slammed she put her foot it. in her mouth. Yeah. Um, but quite honestly, all of their behavior is embarrassing. Oh, they've it's all just, had moments. It, it's just whether you, if, if you strip it's naked just, for a pole versus like screaming at someone in public about, um, because you read a document, a legal document wrong and then scroll all the way down. That's embarrassing. Yeah. It's just what's, what's more embarrassing to you, right? Like, right. is it, is it something that's more lewd that's sort of like, oh my God, I would never do that. Or is it something in my opinion, that's just ignorant and stupid. Like, you know, like, cause I mean, heck in a different way, even I, I think Melissa was the one too, to not just give Teresa and her 80 euros in English comment too much airtime. But like, I think Melissa was the one that said like, where are the goblins? Is it goblins in, in Ireland or whatever? Oh, There's like leprechauns. Leprechauns. Um, yeah. Like leprechauns. it's just, I mean, and look, we are all human. I just forgot Regina George's name. Like, you know, like it's like we all. Yeah. But I, yeah, I don't know. It seems. I, yeah. I'm following. Re- you. I'm following. You. Okay. Real quick. What is Leah's future with Bravo? I don't really care, which I think says a lot. I'd love to see a show of her and Candace together. um i don't know i i felt bad for her because i could tell she was obviously pretty sick yeah and therefore kind of mia for most of the trip um i don't know i mean i i always liked leah but i never really felt like she clicked on new york when she was there no Mm -mm. so no it just yeah i don't i don't I don't know if there is one. No, I don't know. If I, I, I'm kind of, I'm in agreement. Mm-hmm. And I think to wrap up ultimate girls trip. And I think we talked about this the other day. I think moving forward to have a really successful ultimate girls trip, choosing women that have been on their franchise for at least five, six seasons is like, what's needed and I I just I don't think it was a great grouping they came together towards the end but it took way too long very long I agree Mm -hmm. and I think we need more seasoned gals fair enough fair enough I mean I didn't think the season was bad um I, I just, I agree with you, but I think the hard part is 
this is part of my dissertation. Mm-hmm. I, expectations, I think, are so incredibly powerful. Yeah. Right? We had a season two from Girls Trip that was like the icons of the icons, you know, from various places. And it, it was, it, it couldn't have been more magical, in my opinion. Like, it couldn't mm-hmm. have been. This season was filmed in the meantime. We didn't hear about it for months. Mm-hmm. Then we hear it's about to come out. Then this Brandy Caroline shenanigans starts to happen. So yeah. we kind of stop caring. Like, yeah. you know, I, I do think they were kind of put out to sort of be like, well, gotta miss the window here, guys, but we gotta put it out eventually. So here you go. Um, yeah. I, yeah. That, that said, I, I think there were parts of the season that were so disappointing. Like, you mm-hmm. know, but... But I think it was framed by some pretty rough things that just they could never really touch because they just didn't have the stuff to touch it with. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. I mean, listen, I'm glad I watched. Oh, great. No regrets. I'm glad I watched. I well, one one class thing. I miss Pepsi already. <gasps> yes. I miss he... Pepsi already. It's such a delight. He's such a delight. Him showing up with that bottle for Giselle was so touching. So touching. Mm -hmm. And that beautiful ceremony. Oh, that was so cool. That was so So, cool. So beautiful. Mm -hmm. Mm. No, I, I, I mean, again, I think it was obvious that he had never watched the shows and had no idea what he was getting into. Because no. I think he was so heartbroken that they were fighting with each other all the time. <laughs> I think he just thought it was sort of like, oh, I'm going to host these American women. <laughs> how wonderful, how fun. And he had no idea what he was getting himself into. No. Uh, but I I think he was the highlight of the trip for me. Totally. Really. Totally. And, and the bottle scene at the end, like the coup of Giselle, we'll call it. Uh, <laughs> Uh, oh gosh well on that note let's let's bid each other adieu adieu indeed indeed. (laughs) (laughs) all right well listen i gotta go thank you all for listening and being i gotta go too yes oh lovely and um yeah, we'll, we'll see you see next you week. We'll see you next week. <laughs> and we'll talk we'll talk more about pump rules because we Yes, we need to. Because girls for this over. Yeah, we need we need some serious. I have a lot of thoughts on pump rules that All we right. didn't get to. So we'll do a deep dive of like a big review of pump rules so far. Um we'll talk about Jersey again and go from there. We'll go from there. All right, everybody, take care. Bye. Toodles, bye. Bye.